Hello and welcome to the Paranormal Sun, coming to you live from Tower Studios. I'm JT, and each week, I'll be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained. Bigfoot. When you hear that word, most people are immediately polarized. Most people either feel that it's all one giant joke, whereas other people feel that there's something more to it. On tonight's episode, I had an interview back in February with Connor Flynn of Bigfoot Anonymous. Now, we didn't just stick to Bigfoot, as you know, here on the Paranormal Sun. When I have guests on, we talk about everything. You've heard me say many, many times on the show that I can't stand being pigeonholed or pigeonholing guests. So there's no such thing on the Paranormal Sun as the Bigfoot guy or the tarot lady or the ghost hunting group. We don't do things that way around here. We talk about anything and everything that the guests would like to talk about. So Connor and I had a great conversation, and I do apologize for it taking so long to get it edited and out, but as you know, Season 3 has been very in-depth, we've had a lot go on, and I've covered a lot of different subjects. I've still got several other interviews in the can as well to get out for you sometime in Season 4. So we're not going to hang around too long. There'll be no news of the dam this evening, as we're just going to get straight into my interview with Connor. Now, you all know my style, and most of the time, I'm very casual in these interviews. So I do apologize that we don't go in with the whole, hi everyone, and this is Connor from Bigfoot Anonymous, etc. We basically pick it up when we were talking about sports. I trimmed a good bit of the sports because I do realize that most listeners to the program are not here to hear me talk about sports and my sports teams. But we do have a little bit of talk about it later in the program. But we talk about everything from government control, giants, lost and occulted history, mound builders, Native Americans, COVID, and a plethora of other subjects. Connor is extremely passionate about what he does. He's a published author. And an all-around good guy. And Connor's welcome back on the program at any time. As with everything, folks, I'm sure there are going to be things that you don't agree with. But that's what the whole point of this show is, to present these things and let you make up your own mind. I'm sure there's plenty of things out there that I talk about that many of you may roll your eyes about and go, Oh, that JT, he's out on a limb there. But I do hope that you enjoy this interview with Connor. I sure did. And I'd love to have him back again in the near future. So at the end of the program, there won't be any wrap-up or anything. It's just the interview. And then next week, we're going to have the final episode of Season 3, Episode 20. So uh, I'm not quite sure what we're going to have yet, but it will be a subject with me covering the subject. It won't be an interview. So with all that being said, my friends, I hope that you have an astoundingly great week. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to. You should know by now where to reach me, but of course the best way is to just go into the link in the show notes that says follow and support the show here. You can also go and find the Paranormal Sun on Instagram and follow the link in the bio. That's a bit of a link tree that'll take you wherever you want to go. You can send me an email directly at theparanormalsun at gmail.com as Trey from Portland has done. And again, Trey, thank you so much for getting in touch with me. And to every one of you that listens and every one of you that has taken the time to give me feedback and taken the time to suggest the program to others, thank you so much. 
You are really the wind in my sails, as I've said so many times. I hope that you enjoy this great interview that I really enjoyed. And I will talk to you next week, folks. Take care, be safe, and enjoy yourself. That's what I really love about following you on Instagram and that and like listening to you on the different programs I've heard you on. Because this is the reality. Like I, I always say to people on my program, there's a few things I tend to steer away from. But the reason that I do it, Connor, it's not that I don't have feelings on it or I don't have an opinion. It's just that I don't feel like my program particularly. I feel most people, when they tune in, they don't want to hear about politics. They don't want to hear about religion or, you know, they're, they're there to hear about something else. But at the end of the day, man, it's like that's what I've loved about watching your journey because you're just going, you're out there doing your thing. And you're out there just getting out and enjoying life. And at the same time, you're very much like me. You're not shoving, you know, like you're not saying to people, oh, oh, you're all sheep. You see what I'm if, if you get what I'm saying, what I mean is, man, you're very much live and let live. It's like this is what I'm doing. But you do you, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, right. And I'm I'm willing to say how I feel. But yeah, I, I've. I can't bring too many people on my boat. I've already done that. And the boat yeah, starts rocking, you yeah, know, and there's exactly. there's gators and sharks in the water. But I'm definitely, I've definitely thrown myself to the wolves. Like when I was living out of my car and couch surfing across America, I was desperate at times and, you know, owed, owed people, you know, and that really bothered me and that shadowed over me for a while. But then I realized that, you know, my, me being there, like I was part of the uh, punk rock musical, you know, when I first moved in and that was pretty much my job that paid for living there. And in ways I was like, oh my gosh, am I doing enough? But if you break down a couple hundred dollars of rent based on 30 days of hard work and yeah. just life, that's nothing, you know, they not, I'm not saying they owe me, but you know, the numbers, yeah, the numbers are not, I'm, I'm not negative on my favor and I'm not saying no one's, no one would be time is worth anything more than money, you know, and that's what people need to understand. They need to stop putting money first and use their time, you know, I hear people like, oh, I got to use my vacation time before they take it. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to forget about it. Like, what? That's what the that's what the system depends on. And just like, you know, the election and everything, I, that's what they depended on. People just getting tired of it and just folding over. And then we're just going to fold over with the next thing and the next thing. It's It's really sad. We need to stand up for ourselves. And that's what I'm big on standing up for ourselves and like knowing who we are you know people forgot who they are so of course they're going to listen to the news or listen to anybody i remember who i am you know i've always been me and i love when i'm reminded of it too you know i've been playing uh, call of duty the past few nights with a couple of my buddies back in ohio that i've reconnected with with after like seven years and they're like oh man i'm glad to see you still doing your bigfoot thing and of course I was doing it in 2003, but they're like, yeah, I remember you doing it when you were a kid. So it's like, I've always been the Bigfoot guy. I've always been this guy. That's why, you know, I, I can get about, get mad about the government and Instagram shadow banning us and, uh, Zuckerberg, you know, harassing us on, on Facebook. But all I could do is just be me. I'm going to haunted places being me, fishing, hiking, riding my bike videotaping and telling stories just like i would be to the people i'm with so it's nothing to me i'm just being me so it's it's a very fun fun time and then i get to meet people like you from all over and i'm like a history buff so now you know i'll i'll be saying oh my buddy in new zealand blah 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 i'm gonna do as much research as i can you know and i've already dabbled into uh the kiwi culture a little bit just because of uh dylan frost the lead singer of uh sticky fingers because i i did a uh 
I did a freestyle with him at Detroit, the shelter where eight mile did his freestyle. So it, you know, it literally, everything's interconnected. Like I was freestyling drunk at the shelter where eight mile was. And that connects to our story right now, because that's where you live. And that's where I live now. Like it's, oh man, it's so wild. Everything is so connected. The stars align and you know, earth is not what they say it is. They try to limit us and they try to limit the soul too. And you cannot measure earth. You cannot measure the soul. You cannot measure humanity, man. Humanity is like purpose. You can't put a number on it. And we're really being constricted right now in so many ways. And I'm really scared for the next generation youth because, you know, two years ago we made jokes like, oh, the next generation's messed up. Now the next generation is going to be like, you know, tra- traumatized is a, a light word for it, but their their chemical makeup and whole ability to live is shifted and not for the positive. Well, yeah, man. I mean, um, so so much. There's so many profound words. And uh, again, look, I I'm pretty genuine, so I don't blow smoke. But man, when when somebody hits things, hits the nail on the head, as far as I'm concerned, man, it's like you at 28, as far as I'm concerned. You've got it figured out because I, I've said that more and more on my journey as I've gotten older is I always say to people, the most precious thing you can give is not money. It's your time because we've all got a finite amount of time. And so even, you know, just like conversations, like if you finish up work and you're talking to one of your coworkers in the in the parking lot after work, I enjoy that better, man, than if somebody would have said to me, oh, you know, let's go out to dinner or let's go out to the bar and I'll pay for everything. I'd rather just have that time because... That's it. It's such a finite resource. And similar to you, I'm really lucky that some of my best friends in my life that like to me, they're family and they'll always be blood. It's like I I still catch up with those people. I still keep up with them from 15, 20 plus years ago. And just just what you said, man, I mean, a long time ago, uh, I mean, the, the, the people in power have known for a long time that ruling by fear works to a degree. But you can't have people under fear 24-7. So what they've done is, as far as, again, how I'm concerned is, it's like you have to ratchet things, as you say. So it's like, okay, so here's the norm. Now we're going to have like a new event, like let's say 9-11, and then we're going to ratchet it up, and then we're going to, so we're going to go from level one to level five, and then we'll drop from five back to three, and tell, and people will be so relieved to be at three They'll be like, oh, we, we don't remember what being at level one's like. And then you go right. from three up to eight, and then you come down to five. And it's the long-term game. And unfortunately, I, I don't fault anyone, man. Like, uh, you know, I've had some people not necessarily have a go at me, but on social media and that, and they'll go, oh, you know, people like you, you think you know everything. It's like, no, man, it's not about that. It's just all I'm trying to do is get people to do their own research, think for themselves, and see some of these things because – it's happening right in front of us. I mean, I remember the look, I, I was, I think I was, let's see, 20, 20, uh, I can't, 23, something like that when 9-11 happened. And it's like, man, I could see it like happening right in front of us, like ripping off the nation. And then the stuff like the Patriot Act and that, you know, of course you title it the Patriot Act. So if you don't agree with it, you must be, you know, anti-American. And right. then all the stuff they rammed through right before Christmas when no one was paying attention. And it's like we've never we've never gone back to what everyone at the time, like what you were just saying, man, it resounded so much because I remember at that time so many people saying, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Guess what? They've never gone back to normal. 
And nope. it, it's the same like Pearl Harbor. Things never went back to normal after that. At the end of World War II, things never went back to quote unquote normal. And I felt for a very long time because I'm really fortunate that I knew a lot of people from the World War II generation. Um, I was an older child, like my mom had me in her mid-30s, so a lot of my family and family friends were fought in World War II or they, they lived in the U.S. during the war. And I've, I've long said my personal opinion is that the governments of the Western world wouldn't make major power grabs until that generation had died out because that generation would not put up with it because they went through that war and they would say, hang on, you're not telling me what to do. And And sure enough, man, like they pretty much for the last 10 years most of them have passed on and there's very few of that generation left and now what are we seeing we're seeing a ratchet down on all of the control mechanisms because it's like even even like my generation and the generation before the baby boomers a lot of those people are like the baby boomers now or basically most of them are saying well um, I'm either retired or I'm just about to make it to retirement so I don't want to rock the boat and then you've got a lot of people in my generation that are saying oh, well, you've got the 20-ish years left until I retire, and I don't want to lose my good job and everything else, so I don't want to say anything. So, man, uh, what what you were saying, too, about the next generation, believe it or not, 10, 15 years ago, my partner here, she said to me, she we, we were just talking, because I've, I've always been a person that I've got a lot of worries, but not just about me. And she would say, oh, well, what have you got to worry about? And I used to tell her, believe it or not, man, way back then I'd tell her, I worry about my country. I worry about what's going to happen in the U.S. I'm afraid that people are marching us to another civil war. And it sounded insane at the time to her, but she told me, man, a few months ago, she's like, wow, I see what you were saying. I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to see it. It's just, it's unfortunate that I've seen everything lining up in the mirror to say this is the way that we're going to take people. I wish I was wrong. I really do, man. But um, and now it's 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 gone away a little bit. But again, like you say, let's see what happens in a year or two years, and we might be time to ratchet things back up a bit. Yeah, it's a placebo right now. This all this false good, like it's it's a freaking joke if you actually look at the specifics. You know, it's the the bad guys took over the nation, and yeah. then they're gonna act like they're superheroes. And <laughs> yeah. and if and then. Oh man, it's a, it's really rough times in this country, man, because it's very divided. Yeah. Uh, families on families are divided. People aren't talking to each other. You know, I I repost something on Facebook that's somewhat political, and I get three texts. And my dad gets a call from family members. Like it's really sensitive times right now, and uh, everybody thinks everybody is like the demon and the devil on the other side, uh, and the media is just stirring it up, loving it all, and the media is the true. Uh, problem. And if you look at like Operation Mockingbird, you yeah. see that the CIA, you know, infiltrated them and it's all it's all an agenda. And, you know, you've been seeing it with my eyes longer than I have. So, yeah, you know, I was a young kid. I was in fourth grade in 9-11, but we we definitely knew something was fishy. And now I, I wonder if there was even planes, you know, and it's it's crazy to even ask that uh, to normal people. And of course, the Pentagon, you know, there was you have to be a master plane pilot to uh pull that off and there was no no scraps or anything found and it was clearly a missile uh directed right at something uh very important and vital that needed to be destroyed or hidden you know and 
it's it goes so deeper than anybody could even imagine. You know, the presidents might be cloned, and there's thousands of continents out there, and everybody's worried about global warming. Well, Al Gore just proved that's not re- real with the uh, with Texas, you know. And of course, people will be like, "Oh, because it's hot in one area doesn't mean it's cold," you know. Like, but come on, guys, the world is so much bigger. They're just using it for a carbon tax. They're just telling us we we can only live here, and we have to be charged rent for it. We can't even live on this country or this planet like we're supposed to free. Well, uh, do you know who Jim Morris was? Um, have you ever heard of him, Connor? I'm not sure. I've heard of Jim Morrison, of oh, course. Yeah. But yeah. J- fr- from the doors. Uh, no, no. Um, so <laughs> no, all, all good brother. Um, Jim Morris, he's one of those guys that, um, uh, like yourself, I mean, from a very young age, uh, done a lot of reading. Uh, I was very fortunate when I was young to have a lot of kind of paperback books and around, the things that you don't find on the library shelf or in school. And Jim Mars, man, he was like, he was a real old school investigative journalist. And mm-hmm. you've, you've seen JFK. I mean, probably almost everyone in the audience has either seen the movie JFK or heard of it. Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah. So that movie was actually based on a book called Crossfire. And this guy, Jim Mars, he's, he's a real old school Texas investigative journalist. And the reason I always loved Jim Morris was he was a very intelligent man, but very much like you and I, very humble. And, you know, he the thing I loved about him was he'd always joke around and he'd go, look, I might just be some hick from Texas, but one plus one equals two. It doesn't equal four, you know, and uh, he used to say things like that. And, well, anyway, he's, he's done several books. And in fact, man, afterwards, we'll, we'll have a talk. And uh, I've got PDFs of a lot of his books I think you'd find fascinating. Uh, yeah. one, one of them is called... Um, I think it's called Above Top Secret, and it's it's basically talks about some of these um, these you know quote unquote conspiracies, and he goes through them bit by bit and explains everything, like everything from nine eleven to uh, the road signs in the U.S. That some people feel that there's symbology in those signs, so that if the U.N. or another nation comes in that doesn't read English, they can follow those signs to know where there are certain things um, in the U.S. And uh, anyway, Jim Mars uh, said back in the 90s he said you could take every person on the planet and put them in the state of texas and still have enough you know room to live comfortably and like you say man it's so many things people look when when i was very young we had the three channels so we had abc nbc and cbs and back then even the you know the quote-unquote talking heads at least they had a bit of objectivity where they would present a story and they would say, here's the story. And they might give a slant, but it was a very, uh, very, uh, you know, it, it wasn't obvious. Like, you know, now you've got one channel and they are all for this party and the other channels all for this party. Back then it was much more subtle. Well, anyway, man, um, you know, some of the things, it, again, I've got that balance of hindsight and remembering what it was like when things were presented back then. And now, like you say, I mean, I know people on Facebook that I have as friends on Facebook because we used to play games together. So what I'm saying is, man, I I don't really know them personally. And they'll post something and it'll be on one side or the other of the political divide. And and like you say, man, they'll be their own family members on there saying, oh, you know, I thought you were okay, cousin, and and F you. (laughs) And it's like, really, you're going to let some paid puppet in Washington decide that now you're not going to talk. To, and these are like 50-year-old people, man, 60-year-old. We're not talking about – because, of course, we're always taught that 
younger people don't have control of their emotions. So all I'm saying is this: these aren't 15-year-olds on Facebook, man. These are people older than me, and they're deciding, they're making decisions off of what some guy in Washington tells them to think and deciding that now I'm not going to talk to my family member that I grew up with because they follow this side or that side. And I've said it, I, I, I've got a friend who's got a program in Missouri, and I've said it on his show more than once. I know how politicized it's become, but man, look, for me personally, you will never shove me in a box. And I get, I've get i had it happen on social media before where people are like, what's your stance on this? And I'll tell them, well, I'm not going to talk about that. That's not what I'm about. Oh, you're just avoiding things and you have to be one or the other. It's like, don't tell me, bro, what I have to be. I'm sorry. This isn't dodgeball. We're not in school where I must be on one team or the other, bro. No, sorry. You're not forcing me. Uh, to make decisions like that, but I didn't realize because I've been gone that long. But like you say, how politicized everything is. You know, when 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 I was in school, man, it was very much you'd have like let's say thirty or forty percent in this party and thirty or forty percent in this party, and then a good chunk of the country kind of in the in that middle ground that mm -hmm. didn't they they weren't uh, one one way or the other. You know what I mean? But now, man. I didn't realize how bad it is, but it's like they, they did some polls before the election and they found it's like 85% of the country is either a Democrat or a Republican. But there are some, again, now this is me and, and me being genuine to everyone. Personally, I think we're going to struggle as a society to ever throw the yoke off, but there are some positive signs. I saw, you know, and I know I'll get blasted for this, but bro, I... I catch my media where I get it from, so I don't care if it's someone and people say, oh, that's propaganda. I saw this poll on RT the other night, so, you know, the Russian channel, and they said that an all-time high, man, it's like 68% of Americans now say they're in favor of another third party, a major party, to kind of break this deadlock of power. And although that's not perfect, at least people are looking outside of the box, and at least people are saying, I don't have to choose A or B. You know, I can find something else. And man, you go back to those old Simpsons in the 90s and remember when they found out that both candidates were aliens. Aliens. Yeah. yeah. And then the one guy's like, oh, I think I'll vote for a third party. And the alien's like, and throw your vote away. And everybody's like, he's right. He's right. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. It's and like, that's what uh. that's what literally what happens. And I get told I have to vote in order to complain because I'm, I'm big on not voting, you know, <laughs> yeah. because look, look what happened with the election. It, they proved that votes are kind of a joke. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people who are dead who voted and then a bunch that were dumped on the side of the road. And then some that didn't get counted. It's like, I, I just don't even see the point. It's all placebo. It's all facade. It's all theater. It, it's already been picked. You know, anybody ever heard of the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers? Like, come on guys, you know, they're, they're worried about, trump and biden and yeah dude it's the same it's the same family tree at the end of the day but you know one guy one guy is bringing in a whole team of uh ex ex-assassins you know the clintons and and obamas and they're back in office well man like you say and, and i've said it time and time again and and i stand by this i've known people in the government in the u.s in the uk here australia and several other countries like no, not ex-prime ministers, not ex-presidents, but I've known people, man, who made it a career to be a politician, and they have all told me the same thing. They have very little choice. They basically have a script they're told to follow. 
that script comes from their party leaders, whatever the party may be. And there are certain things that they're just told. You don't talk about this. You don't discuss this. And I had a very good friend, man, that I went to school with. And I mean, like we were very tight and he was in state legislature. And he said this is back in the like early 2000s. He said it was so blatant that they would go out to lunch at the Capitol, like outside, like al fresco at a table. And some dude would walk by in a suit with a like a manila envelope full of money. And he'd just throw it on the table as he walked by. And the leader of the party would literally be counting these hundred dollar bills just right there, man, out in public in front of everyone. And it was that blatant. And they were basically told and he was told because he got really upset with some of the things he's like, look, man, I'm not here to screw my constituency. And he got told basically it's this simple. Either you do what you're told or you won't be here. And he said, well, you're not the voters. And this dude laughed in his face and he told him. How far do you think you're going to get in a re-election campaign if you have no support from us, if you have no money? And he told him straight up, he goes, and what if what if certain rumors started floating out just before the election about you? And he was so, man, he was basically told at that time, you're an actor, take your check and shut up. And I've known people in the UK parliament, man, that were basically told the same thing. It's like, enjoy your, you know, it's like Animal Farm, you know, it's like. Enjoy your apples while the people eat the, the, the leftover stubble in the field, bro. Because if you don't eat your apples, we'll find someone else who will. And you can you can take your ass out there and eat that stubble. And right. um, and I, look, I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer and just be extremely negative. But all I think is that people in general, just like, like we were talking about back to sports, man. It's, it's, it's like, okay, uh, like baseball. Like I'm a hardcore Cardinal fan, man. And I always have been. Now, of course, our rival is the Cubs. Now, I don't necessarily like the Cubs. I've got friends who are Cubs fans and that, but like I can respect their players, man. And if somebody's a good player or a good person, I can say, hey, that's a good person. But like now, the way that it's gotten with politics, it's like, no, he's evil because he's wearing that blue uniform. It's like, dude, he's a human. Like, don't tell me that crap. Like, there's more to it. It's the the world. See, like, um, I don't know how many people that you've known, man, or, or how many people that you've been around. New Zealand is this massive melting pot. And so I've known a lot of people from China. And the way that the Chinese look at things, um, the older people, they, they look at it very much like it. there's not black and white. There's gray. Like there is a gray area. Now, a lot of the younger people who have been to university and have kind of been forced education and everything else, they're told it, it can only be one or the other. But the older people, man, they always say it's like, no, there's that gray area. And the older you get in life, the more you realize that more like there's very little that isn't gray like that there, there's not a lot of black and white and it, it's kind of like looking at those old movies where you see these villains and uh like you go back to the old spaghetti westerns and that it's like he's not just a bad guy because he's a bad guy it, he he might be a good guy on this day and a bad guy on that day and like the world in general there's so much that people of course it's it's shoved down our throat on a daily basis we're told what to think we're told how to think, how to vote, like you say, and so many other things. But I just sit there and I'll watch the news, man. And my missus hates it when I watch the news because I'm just running commentary all the time. God, you know, this is BS. And why aren't they talking about this? Why aren't they presenting this? And for my own good, man, a lot of times I just got to shut it off because the blood pressure is just raising. I'm getting pissed off because it's like, I'm like, man, the, the way that they treat people in general, if they they just blatantly make it look like you're too stupid to know anything. It's like, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so have you heard the latest about this deal with Facebook and uh, the the stuff in Australia? No, I haven't heard the uh, the specifics. I know uh, Zuckerberg made a couple people upset with uh, saying that he was against the vaccine. Well, and, uh, p- people were in uproar about that. Well, um, very similar to what happened in Europe with Facebook, and um, they're playing the whole, well, we're in charge and we've got the money, so you do what we say. Basically, mm-hmm. the government of Australia, the thing, the, th- the thing about the Australian government that I've got to tip my cap to them, no matter who's in power, they're very much about Australia first, as they should be, man. Like, I don't think it's racist or, or evil or anything else for you to put the people who voted you in above other countries like i don't think that there's any i mean that's yeah now if you're saying i'm going to invade everyone else that's a bit different but in general man it's like they're your constituency that's who you should be backing well anyway um basically australia told facebook if you uh are using things like their media outlets so like their tv stations their paper their papers and that you need to pay them for it so what facebook basically said man is that they They've now blocked any news from Australia on their platform. Like if you go and search up uh, Channel 9 Australia on Facebook, all of their posts in that are blank. They can't post anything on Facebook. And if I, for example, posted on Facebook an article from Australia to say, hey, man, hey, have you guys seen this story? It will be uh, basically blocked by Facebook. So they're now basically telling people you can't have anything from Australia from a media standpoint. And it's not just it it's like wildfire alerts covid i mean it's it's not just Jeez. like yeah man it's it's everything and people I should try are, to post a sticky finger song on there and see if it gets banned yeah man um the the amount of things like obviously we all know what these big corps do with stuff but it's like i've had other people saying to me now um oh i sent somebody this in a private message and now my private messages are blocked now on the outside they'll say Oh, yes, we do crawl messages, but we're looking for child porn and we're looking for this and that. But the things that like some of these people have shown me, like sent me a screenshot and said, I sent this person this dude, it's got nothing to do with that. Like, obviously, their AI is way ahead of what they're telling us. And it's picked up something they don't like or doesn't fit their narrative. And now they've told this person like they've just throttled back their and again, this is not like a post. This is a one one message from one person message. to another. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's all these things like um, uh, I know email is very old school and a lot of people don't use it anymore. But anyone listening and yourself included, I've been using this for like 10, 15 years. Uh, there's an email company called um, Proton Mail, and it was designed by these Swiss scientists. And it's basically... Uh, encrypted like you can't break the encryption so it basically i send you an email from my krypton or from my proton uh, mail account and it basically uh, takes like takes it apart and then reassembles it on the other side so it can't be uh, read in in between transit and again i know that's a really old school way of doing things but similar to that uh, i think it's the tor browser it's very similar to that but now the tor browser uh, I've had so many people tell me, oh, if you use Tor Browser, you're safe. I'm like, dude, you know who made that browser, right? It was made by DARPA. So if you don't think they've got a backdoor into it, it's like, you know, DARPA is part of the Pentagon. Like, open your eyes. But but this uh, right. this Proton Mail, I'm not saying it's foolproof, but like anything secure, like if, for example, I've got a friend 
and they say to me, oh, send me your bank account or something like that, you know, so I can send you some money. That's what I use because that's the most secure thing I've seen. And it, it is free. I don't know how it is now, but you used to have to register for an email and then wait a few months before they'd come back to you. But um, but I got mine free and anything like business related or like um, if I'm applying for job applications, that's why I always use that email. And everybody always says, oh, I've never heard of that. Why don't you use Gmail? It's like, because it's none of your business. Like, just send it to the email address. That's why. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's my email. It's the same as Yahoo or whatever anybody yeah. would imagine, you know? Yeah, that that definitely sounds like a safe way. And I think about, like, when I'm emailing and even snail mailing, like, pictures of Sasquatch and even my book. Like, I was very surprised that the picture of the giant bone that I held in my hand and even even Sasquatch footprints like got posted freely like through Amazon. You know, I was very surprised that it didn't get uh, hit hard by the censorship. You know, I've been stripped down of my words ever since high school yeah. uh, being on the school newspaper. And of course, way before then. But yeah, that's what put the chip on my shoulder because uh, alcohol got mentioned in an article that I was editing and they uh, put me up for expulsion. And it's like, wow. dude, we were just painting a picture of a mixed martial arts fight we were not encouraging drinking wow. i didn't i've never even drank at that point in my life and uh they just misinterpreted it. it's just words man but the power of words could really steer everything it can manipulate vibrations and people don't understand the power behind the spell we spell words man people are all witches oh look man at a very base level what i always say to people like because the, look man again with our conversation I'm happy to go anywhere, but I realize there are going to be people listening and they're like, oh, that's far out. But this is what I tell people when they say, like what you just said, I'll tell them on a very simple basis. Think about, okay, I've told them, go and do an experiment every day on your way to work. Pick some, pick some rap music. Now, again, it's not that I don't like it, bro. I grew up listening to this stuff, but listen to something like NWA or Dr. Dre and all of that kind of stuff and see how your attitude is after a week. And then go and listen to something like classical music, like Bach, Beethoven, something like that from way back in the day for a week. And then basically journal how your mental thoughts are and everything else and, and how your opinions of things are. And I've had some people, I'll give them full credit because they were actually, they actually listened to what I said and they did it. And they're like, man, like my two completely different mindsets. And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Like I love all genres of music. I love all that stuff, but it's like I'm also at the same time, I'm very aware sometimes when I've listened to something or it's like I'll, I'll, I'll pay attention to those emotions and the way I'm feeling. And it's just like, man, you look at some of the, you know, the quote unquote evilest regimes in history. Music has been right at the basis of how they got people to follow along. I mean, look at all the war marches and things like that. You know, I mean, you go back to Nazi Germany those rallies it was all built around the music and the theater of it back to rome i mean what no matter which way of it you know whether i'm not here to argue with the audience in general to say oh all of these people were evil or they were all i'm saying is it's been known for a very long time to be a key component of controlling the narrative and controlling people's emotions and everything else because we've all heard one of our favorite songs man and got excited like if we're cleaning at home we wake up in the morning we're kind of blah and you hear one of your favorite songs comes on the radio, instantly your energy level goes bam. So what do you think happens when, you know, you're having a rally and you're basically telling people these guys are bad and you need to all unite. If you're playing that kind of upbeat stuff, of course, it's going to fuel their emotions. 
And again, man, hats off to you because a lot of us, um, and I don't want to make broad generalizations because each person is on their own journey, but a lot of us at a younger age, man, we people don't necessarily see that. And so, uh, like you say, look, it's it's just it's one of those things where I always say to people, it's fine to not. I'm God. I wish I knew everything. I far from it. Most of the subjects, I just scratch the surface. But stay open and stay aware to what's happening around you. If you're feeling certain ways or you're seeing things, don't just dismiss it and go back to sticking your head in the sand like the ostrich and saying, "Oh well, um, I don't want to worry about that because I've got my mortgage to pay." Or you know, it's like. At least be aware of it, even if you don't act on it. At least pay attention. And if it's coming up constantly, there's probably something to it. Right. You can't ignore it forever. You cannot ignore the truth forever. The truth tides always find a way to shine deep, you know? Oh, man, I know they get... Um, I know it's one of those things like we, we both know that a show like this would never be allowed to be out there if it started today. But if you look at South Park, man... That they had that episode and it was so classic because it was the whole thing about um, they had the people burying each other's head in the sand. So they were doing the ostrich, but they're, it's like, bury my head because, uh, you know, and it's like they were deciding who was going to be the last person whose head wasn't. And I just thought, man, that is so like the way they were doing it. But there were people that weren't seeing the analogy and they weren't getting what they're talking about. And I was just cracking up. I'm like, how can you not have heard of burying your head in the sand? And and just, you know, ignoring everything else. And they did that other episode where everybody was wearing cardboard boxes on their head, and they were mm -hmm. calling it the Buddha box. And so it's like in their little box, they didn't have to listen to any dissenting opinions or yeah. anybody saying anything they didn't agree with. And I'm like, dude, this is society right now. That's where it's getting. People yeah. are hiding behind their mask. Because yeah. I, I umpire, and before all this pandemic, I remember this one guy, he used to wear a mask and I used to think, wow, he gets to hide behind that. And, you know, there's a there's somewhat of a barrier between mad parents screaming at him. At least they can't see his whole face, you know. Yeah. And now now I now I definitely don't envy it. You know, it's used as a muzzle and just people don't wash them. It's it's a really sign of bad things for me. So I uh, but, you know, when I go to pro professional games, when I went to the Jaguars game, I wear it when I have to, but of course I'm going to be have a beer in one hand and popcorn in the other, and I'm going to eat one popcorn at a time, so I'm going to keep my mask down for at least three three 3.6 of the four quarters. Well, uh, fair enough, and look, I've I've known really good people. In fact, I just had some one of those friends of mine, basically like a family member to, to me, his, um, his grandfather was living in assisted living. Now, they all said, look, he had a good long life. He lived to be 90. But basically, he was in assisted living, and one of the like one of the workers there, they went home for Thanksgiving and came back and and spread it amongst all of them. And the sad bit to me was that he didn't pass away straight away. He passed away from complications because he had lung scarring. So, as far as I'm concerned, I try to whether uh, and 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 just like you're saying, I comply with a lot of these things from the goodness of my heart as well. And I look around and I say. I don't even even if there's a 50/50 chance that we me wearing this mask in public is going to help someone, I'd rather err on that. That's just me, bro. And um during our hardcore lockdown here where we were like at our top level, I got so pissed off because my dog at the time, he'd had major back surgery and we had to take him to the vet every day. And we went down to the vet and here I am wearing a mask. I didn't like it. You know, it's uncomfortable everything else. I've got asthma, but I was wearing it to basically look after the more vulnerable 
And then I had about four seniors come in there with their pets, man. No mask. And I was so aggravated. Like, I get part of it is that I don't spread it to you. But it's like, come on, at least play your part. It's like, you know, I'm trying to help you. And here you are. And, and, and at that time, we were meant to wear, like, everybody was meant to wear them in public. And I'm like, come on, at least, you know, play along. <laughs> I'm trying to help right. you. Yeah. I just think I just think the playing along could be detrimental, you know, because the sci- most of the people that died during the Spanish flu, pneumonia from the mess, you know. Yeah. They're not giving us statistics on the people. Mo- most of these people are wearing dirty masks. They're yeah. breathing in dirty stuff. Like if everybody played by the rules and these masks were all the same ones and they were all mailed to us on the first of the month, you know, but all that that already sounds like a communist sci-fi <laughs> movie, yeah. you know, so. I know I, I stand for freedom and, and if I'm a healthy person and I don't have the virus, then what the heck do I could I can sneeze on your face. And if I don't have any virus, then there is no problem. And and there are all these unfortunate deaths and mishaps and everything. And it's really sad. But I think there's they're lying at the beginning of the route. So then, you know, it's just trickling down that people people want to say the problem is people not wearing masks and now they have to wear two masks and getting anal swabs and double vaccines and now there's a south african strain like well, dude it's it's always just the next thing and it's been it's been ran through event 201 you know it's bill gates it's it's been planned out it's kind of sad well they've said it time and time again and i heard it again this week like said by people in the uk in the government so it's not a conspiracy theory um, they basically said that people need to start looking at this as not a one-time event, but like the flu and expect to line up for your shots every year for a different strain. Now I heard this from a health official in the UK and like really high up, not, you know, not some guy, uh, that owns a clinic. So right. anybody who's sitting and and again, because things are so polarized and I used to, when I was younger, even 10 years ago, I used to get really pissed off at people that couldn't see it. But actually, now I feel pity that people insist on shoving anyone who dissents with their viewpoint into the quote-unquote the other side. So like you, for example, you've got a very open and a very, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you have got a very uh, valid viewpoint, and you're not saying... uh, Oh look, uh, nobody should wear a mask, and you're you're just saying, hey, look, we need to be aware of this. We're not being given all of the, all of the reality to it. But there are people out there that will say, oh, you're you're for killing people because, and 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 again, see, this is what annoys me because no matter which side of the, of the divide you're on, as soon as those people start saying, well, you're this or that, and labeling you when they're right. not giving your viewpoint a valid play. So, for example, again, I know it's. It's one of those scabs that uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about. But going back to the stuff uh, over the summer in the U.S. and the riots and that, I, as far as I was concerned, as I said to people, hey, man, I've got no problem with the protests and everything else, but you're burning and destroying and looting, and I'm not on board with that. And I had people attacking me and saying, oh, you don't know. And and, and uh, I look, look, it's my country, too, and my heart bleeds when I see 50 cities on fire, no matter what the cause is. And the same thing with the with the stuff at the Capitol. No problem with the protests and everything else. But now, over the summer, if you looked at one side of the media, everybody in the streets was evil. And then if you look at the other side of the media now, everybody who was in Washington, D.C. on that day are evil. No, it's it. it I, I can't blame the media is going to do it. bro. We all know the media is there to push an agenda. But the common person in the street, 
all I implore anyone is step back and look at it from both sides. Like, if the guy on the other side of the fence is evil just because they've told you he's evil, maybe you need to think about what it's actually like. When I was growing up, it was the Cold War, right? And we were taught, man, Russians are evil and they're Russians and Chinese and these communists, they're the most evil people. I've known people here now, like I've known people who grew up in the Cold War but grew up in Russia or grew up in China. And they're some of the, like, they're some of the most genuine people and they were told the same BS by their governments that the people in the U.S. were told basically to further an agenda. You know, that that guy is your enemy. And these people I call friends, not just people I've known, man, but like they're genuine people raised with the same kind of moral uh, uh, background and same kind of treating uh, our fellow man as an equal to us as you and I are, man. And that's why I laugh when people sit there and tell me how evil they are. It's like, dude, like, how many of, have you talked to the people on the other side of the fence? Well, no, because the government says I shouldn't. Well, maybe you should. Maybe there's right. a reason. Yeah. And, and right, you feel pity for those type of people that are just tricked right there in the shallow section. Like, dude, I'm trying to swim in the deep end. Come on. But they're tricked. They're tricked by the, by the floaties, you know? Yeah. It's and sad. I, I just wanted to, sorry, man, I just wanted to go back to one thing because I, I completely, we, we skipped over it because... Like you, man, I get so impassioned with all the stuff we're talking about, and it's easy to, to go down a, a path. But um, the thing about the giant bone, man, tell tell me a bit more about that. The giant bone that you held, like where it was, and uh, the. I, I'll tell you why. Because out of all the things I've posted on uh, social media, now me personally, I don't care, man. I try and keep an open mind, and even me, like, uh, I've had other people with podcasts and kind of in the genres that we cover, Connor, and they've said, oh, well, you should be pretty good because, you know, you basically present something and you present all the information and you leave it up to your audience to decide. So, you know, I don't necessarily say it was this or that. I don't really post a lot of strong opinions because the whole idea with me is I want to present it for the people who are listening to make up their own mind. Well, even in that, man, like, I said something about giants one day, and giants and reincarnation, believe it or not, out of all the stuff I talk about, those are the two things that I've been attacked the hardest about. Uh, and the stuff with the giants, man, it wasn't, it, I wasn't claiming anything crazy. It was on someone else's post, and I basically said, you know, the bones that the Smithsonian have had and that different uh, Western scientists discovered in North and South America when they came over. And this dude just started going at me, you know, and I'm like, bro, like, calm down it's it's like he's like where's your proof and show me the proof it's like i don't have to show you anything it's it, it's my opinion i'm allowed to talk about what i want like yeah so so tell us a bit about that giant bone man we'll send him to my soundcloud because i've narrated <laughs> over i've narrated over 200 newspaper articles that talk about giant excavations from all different states different countries, different decades, different parts of the newspaper, front cover, back column, middle section. You know, it's just news back in the day. Yeah. Exactly. Before the Smithsonian and before the wave of just censorship wiped us over. They rewrote our life. They rewrote humanity's story and America's story. And soon they're going to get rid of Native Americans. That's why they're getting rid of the Cleveland Indians, the Washington yeah. Redskins. Both of those teams were based in honor and designed by Native Americans themselves. And in 20 years from now, this new generation, they're not going to know who lived in these lands before because already they've wiped it out. There was a tribe of people, the Mound Builders. There's yeah. over 10,000 mounds just in Ohio, my home state. There's over 100,000 mounds 
across America. And there's more in England, up in Canada, down in South America, all over the world. Yeah. It was a species of people. They are our ancestors. And I believe they still exist. And they're much more wise and closer to Earth than we are. So they are somewhere safe. I believe they're in the pillars of Earth down in the caverns or just some of the densest areas and maybe up in the mountains inside mountains because just think man a, a world worldwide humanity we go about what 200 feet down and then maybe you know 600 feet up and then we'll say a thousand feet you know how much a mile is it's like nine thousand feet there's thousands hundreds of miles below our feet there's worlds middle earth lord of the rings that has some truth to it Every piece of cinema and movie has some truth to it. If you look at the Paramount Pictures logo, it's Mount Hermon. That's where the fallen angels came down. There's 22 stars. So essentially they're saying every movie put out by them is, you know, put it, you know, endorsed by the fallen angels. And then same with Universal. If you look at the mathematics behind the globe, it's all 666. Anything they push out is co-signed by the Diablo. So we have to wake up and realize our ancestors actually lived here. And we got to stop taking advice from these false prophets and falling for the subliminal messages in movie and film and, and uh, TV shows and anime and everything that surrounds us. You know, we need to wake up like Roddy Roddy Piper did. Put the put the glasses on. They live, man. Yeah, it's, we're surrounded in every direction by their crippling freaking spider web and we have to break free and some of us were stuck like flies and then other other people are just laughing at us coming right along man and it's sad i'm trying to break free and try to take the spider down but yeah i held a giant bone in my hand i made a video about it on my bigfoot anonymous page i also have tons of pictures holding it and uh posted it in my book eerie swamps and big brother bigfoot uh, but yeah, my friend Ronnie, who's a military veteran, found it here in the Florida swamps. He also found a uh, shoulder blade deep in some clay that he wasn't able to actually excavate. He right. just located it. But the giant bone is readily available. And uh, I love when people say, oh, you should go get that tested. Well, what about all the other accounts of people uh, <laughs> you know, getting their stuff tested? They never find it again. And then there's so many reports of, you know, black vans pulling into people's houses when they had Indian mounds, these giant mounds, and then taking everything out, not saying a word. So these people they're de we're dealing with are thieves and they're ruthless and they're occult members. And it's just not fair to even think to do that. Like we could speak for ourselves and be ourselves and do our own investigations and research, you know, call, call the Humboldt Museum in California and ask them why they don't display the two skull bones that they used to decades ago, you know, and just see what they have to say. Like we need to start putting them on spot because I'm so sick of them pushing us around. People literally have the nerve to say, there's no proof. Well, there's thousands of stories every month. There's skeletons that are found. There's dead bodies that are found after, um, strange natural disasters like hurricanes, floods, Mount St. Helens. They found a bunch of bodies and then there's tons of reports of these things being killed. There's more of them than there are of us. They are the true ancient beings of this planet. You know, people need to look into the Anunnaki 
and uh, the Sumerian tablets, you know, Zechariah Sitchin. And it's not all just right there. They need to combine everything. There's Mormons. There's the Charles Manson theory of going down in Middle Earth, dude. There's worlds below our feet, and we need to wake up. Everybody's looking at Mars. Perfect day to say this, you know. They did some kind of NASA Mars BS today. It's all just photoshopped. It was probably filmed by Stanley Kubrick when he filmed the moon landing. Why would Warner Von Braun, a Nazi scientist who came to NASA and be the leader, have the firmament on his gravestone? The firmament is a dome above our head, heaven, like the Bible says. You get a lot of flack when you mention uh, reincarnation and giants because it talks about a creator. It's something people can't measure. Someone wants to measure everything. They all, you know, all this big bang, wormhole junk, it all has measurements. People have a grasp on it, they think. Well, guess what? You can't have a grasp on the soul. No one's ever told me what the soul is. You can have a heart transplant. You can have a brain transplant, but you can't have a soul transplant. It's what makes you, you. I believe in heaven. Heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Handiwork is a real physical thing, you know? Heaven is a real thing. When people start saying, up is not up and down is not down. I throw them out, man. Up is up to me and down is down to me. Should be down is down to you too, you know. <laughs> I'm so sick of people spinning my world and putting it on an access point six 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 two divided by three. It's all cursed, man. I want to live free, and I'm fighting for the soul. I'm fighting as hard as I can, and I stay up late nights digging into weird stuff, and I put myself in weird situations at haunted places and strange forests and haunted swamps just to get information. And, you know, some people soak it in for, for value, and then some people think I'm a lunatic and, and laugh at me, you know. I wrote a book called Road Trip to Eden, and that actually talks about a place that has 27 of yeah, the 28 yeah. trees in the Bible, you know, a delta that breaks into four rivers, like the good book says. Gopher wood, that's also known as Torea, the only place it grows in the world is right here at this park. And that's what Noah used to build the ark. So there's something to this story. And if these people who claim to be so spiritual and so serious about God, then they, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think they owe it to God to maybe drive 20 minutes and see a place that is holy and sacred? I think so. But they laugh. A lot of people laugh me out, man. And they're like, dude, Bigfoot, ghosts. Dude, come on, man. The Mormons, the man who founded the Mormon religion, he found Cain in current times. And he was taller than him on his horse. And he's covered in hair. So that doesn't make me a Mormon, but that should make every Mormon a Sasquatch believer or fan. You know, come on. Well, the the thing to me that gets me annoyed, and I'm, bro, I, I know that you've obviously been down this path. And this is why I joke around half the time. Like I'll say to people on the program when, you know, I'm doing my kind of uh you know my my pitch to tell them uh to to listen to the show or tell friends I'll tell them hey if you enjoy the show you know tell tell your friends about this guy down here wearing this tinfoil hat because any time you cover any of the stuff like it, you you can't dabble because no matter what you say as soon as you talk about UFOs or giants or you're instantly labeled as you know being a, a quote unquote believer or a crackpot so yeah man look I, I just have a laugh at how People, you know, I haven't had a lot of direct attacks. I've been quite fortunate that way. But yeah, man, some of the things that people say, it's like, and this is what I've always said. I believe that in all those myths, there is a grain of truth because you don't, the whole story doesn't have to be true for some of it to be true. 
And I get so pissed off when people throw it all out like you say, man. It doesn't matter. So, so for example, no two people on this earth, twin brothers, twin sisters, mother and child, we're not all going to agree on everything 100%. It just, it's impossible. That's, that's just how we are as humans. But that's what having proper discourse and everything else, having conversations, is all about. And, you know, just to throw everything out because you don't agree with what somebody says about one subject, it just pisses me off to no end because it's like, that's the whole point of what I do and what you do. I mean, even if even if there's something you're entrenched on and, and you're like, hey, man, this is how it was. I'm sure that if somebody says to you and is polite and respectful and they go, hey, look, I hear you, but I don't agree. You don't have any malice towards that. What you've got is it's like I say on the show all the time. There's plenty of room on my program for skeptics. What I don't have time for are debunkers who just come into the situation they don't want to hear any of the information. All they want is to say you're wrong or this is all BS. And this is what I've always said because, again, I had somebody attack me on social media and they go, oh, you guys and you just believe everything in pseudoscience. And I'm like, dude, again, I've got no problem with somebody who comes with a skeptical mind because that's how I think we all should be. Show me the proof. Um, show me things. Let's discuss it. Let's be adults here. No problem with that. But when you just come in and say everybody's crazy because they don't agree with my line or the party line or whatever that's i've got no time for that man and that's why people you know in the back with in, in the past with not only ufos but like you say um ancient cultures uh out of place objects uh in time uh other other uh species out there like like bigfoot and some of these others you just throw it out because it doesn't fit your narrative well guess what 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 was your problem then, uh, you know, 150 and 200 years ago when people were doing the same thing with, with dinosaurs? You know, we, we don't hear you saying that or there are parts of Darwin's theory that don't work to this day. And even Darwin struggled with it. But yet it's it's sold as, oh, no, it's 100 percent correct. And I get so pissed off when I hear people telling me. Well, this is what happened four billion years ago on the planet. It's like, dude, no one knows for sure. <laughs> Best postulation, and I've got no problem with scientists who go, based on our theories and based on models, this is what we think happened. No problem. But when people speak from that authority point of we know, dude, where's your time machine then? You know, show me what fucking happened three billion years ago. That's the stuff that just, you know, again, if you're humble, and there are scientists that I really enjoy because they've just got that little bit of humility. That's all it takes is a word. I think or I feel, no problem with that. But when you sell it as this is what happened, just because you found some rocks does not mean that's what happened on the whole planet at the same time or that's the only proof. And and like you, you say about the giants and everything else, I remember, man, back in the day, I remember reading Ripley's Believe It or Not books. I, re I read a lot of Charles Fort as a boy, man. And these stories, like you say, these newspaper articles about them finding giants, putting 12 and 14 and 15 foot long skeletons onto ships and then the ship sinking. Even with the UFO uh, field, this should tell people that whether you agree with it or not, there's something to the whole thing with giants. And also, I'd also argue with um, ancient civilizations. So, for example, some of these theories about the Romans and the Phoenicians and everything else making it to North and South America, because the same stuff that's happened with this stuff is what happened back in the day with the Giants and happens now with UFOs. So like you say, a guy comes out and he says, I found this debris and I saw a UFO and I'm sure. How many times, like you say, has it been sent off for testing and never come back? And not only never come back, either a lame-ass excuse like we lost it. It's like labs are controlled environments. Things don't just go missing. 
or they say, we never got it, or we sent it back to you, and if you haven't got it, we'll take it up with the post office. This happened with some of the UFO cases I've covered. There was a, a case in Cisco Grove in Northern California where these uh, two guys went hunting with bows, and the one guy, he got accosted by, uh, for lack of a better term, a robot, and these small, like, three- or four-foot-tall beings, and he was up in a tree, and this robot kept basically trying to sleep gas him so that they could abduct him. And he fired arrows at it and struck it, and he saw the metal sparks. And one of the arrows had slivers of this metal on it. So being a good American back at the time in the 60s, he talked to the Air Force about it, and they wanted to take that arrowhead for testing. And guess what, man? Do you think he ever saw that arrowhead again? Do you think Definitely he ever not. got those test results? Of course not, because it, it shows that there's something wrong with the, the narrative that they want us all to believe. And we all know all the other uh, uh, instances of this. I mean, there were cases of it with the Maury Island um, UFO in 1947 and on and on and on. So is it really that big of a stretch to say that giant bones go missing or out-of-place objects? I mean, I know that in the 70s and 80s in Sardinia and Malta and a few other places in the Mediterranean that they basically unearthed giant bones. And then those giant bones, uh, you know, they, they, they did what they thought was the, the right thing. They let the authorities know. The authorities came and swept it all up, and then they would ask about it. Oh, when are you going to display this in the museum or whatever? Just like you said, they just basically said, oh, what? Displayed what? Uh, we were never there. Um, it, but they've got the evidence. And even if you have a photo, that photo is not the evidence. Because it, as we know, man, people will come out. They'll say it was photoshopped. They'll say you staged it. They'll say it was plaster of Paris. Like, unless you've got that actual object in your hand, like you say, man, it's they will find a way to spin it. And um, think about all the people that have been silenced. And, and, and that's not even to mention, like, how many people were probably bribed off, you know, to basically say you've got a farmer, finds a giant skeleton on his land. As we all know, it's a lot easier to pay out people in gold than it is in lead, you know, because then you don't have nasty bodies buried around. You don't have people asking where their, their father or their brother went. So think about all the people that were probably paid off. Um, right back to Roswell, you know, there's the famous stories about the rancher that discovered the material in the field that, you know, like he, he has he has a visit from the Air Force. He basically gets told to shut up and he gets told that there's lots of desert, uh, lots of holes in the desert with people's bodies in them. And then the next week he drives into Roswell in a brand new pickup truck. And he didn't have the money to buy the pickup truck. And all of a sudden, he doesn't want to talk about anything. You know, it's like, yeah, isn't that interesting? It's a common story, man. And I, I just, that's why it's a, it's, it's weird water to swim in, you know, with all of this. Because it's a dark stuff and people lose their life for it or go away and or get canceled even. And over simple stuff like Bigfoot and alien sightings and, you know, UFO encounters. So some people are scared to even speak out, but I I think people are are waking up and you know uh, there's communities of people that are moving forward. You know, missing four and one people are vanishing. Yeah, like yeah. the the government and the news is not helping people, and that's why when people say, "Oh, Bigfoot would be on the news," dude, I see new pictures of UFOs and new footage of Sasquatch every single day, and it won't even sniff the news because it's it's an agenda. It's already been planned out. For months ahead you know it's come on people need to wake up and and really realize who we are we we can dream we can create worlds when we sleep 
We have power. We don't need a babysitter all the time. We need to just go out and live and breathe and let the vibrations lead us. And when they can't explain it away, they laugh it away, man. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I'm old enough to remember when the Phoenix Lights thing happened. And I was living in Southern California. And I remember very vaguely on the news in Southern California, they showed these lights. And then, of course, man, what was the first thing they said? Oh, well, it is a few days uh, before St. Patrick's Day. Because I think it happened on the 13th of March. And so, you know, they're saying that, oh, and, and, and the news anchors are saying, oh, well, maybe people started celebrating early. And um, again, man, it's just, look, I've drank in my life. There have been times where I've drank like over a liter of like whiskey. So a 750 right. bottle and then another quarter. Through all of that, I've never seen lights in the sky. I've never seen a flying saucer land and guys get, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's hundreds old, of people seeing it at the same yeah, time, you know, yeah. like. The world is catching up. The truth is catching up. And that's why I don't have much time for people that say, oh, this doesn't exist. Like, people that say what the Mount Builder song exists, there are 200 newspaper articles. You know, there's pictures of skeletons. Like, UFOs don't exist. The, the government just came out and said, and the government just came out and said they've been working on wreckage. So, all these skeptics and debunkers really can just shut up. I have no point for it at this point. We need to channel our ancestors. And when they want to slow us down at all, all that does is let evil win. So positivity and love and the light, the eternal positive flame, we need to fight back. And we can't, we can't go down to our knees, not even for a second, because then, you know, 20 years will go in front of us. Just like how you said, they'll give us the eight, then they'll give us the five. Then, you know, we're happy with the, with the three come on man it's we need one we need to get back to where we started we need freedom in all lands there's only one sky we're below it we all need to understand that together and it's sad that there's any division between any people because like you said we're told these people are evil these people are this like americans are being told to hate hate the chinese right now and i i stand up for them i say that that's despicable they have they are not to blame for this you know yeah, and, and man, look, I've known people from all over the world, people that are quote-unquote enemies of freedom. I knew, I've known people from Iran here, some of the nicest people, man, that you can possibly meet. And the reality is they're just like you and me. They're just trying to live their life. And again, they don't necessarily agree with what their government tells them. And that that's what, like, again, I get that not everybody's got the money to travel the world, and I've traveled very little of the world. I've never been to places like China or North Korea or Iran, but the people that I've met, man, at the end of the day, just because, you know, the news media tells us they're all indoctrinated, they're not all, man. There's free thinkers in every society. No There's different good than people. yeah, exactly. We're all we're all created in whatever created this is image. We're all part of those vibrations. We're all protons and electrons. At the end of the day, we could be physical form and we could be wave form. You know, particle form is the physical form, and then wave is like our spirit. And most of the time, we're physical particle body form. But in the true moments, we can all link up and be a waveform so any division anybody that's down is the same as us being down and that, that's what's sad in such a sick backwards div divided community because you can hate that other person on the side of the fence for reasons that you totally believe in that are true to you but at the end of the day it still harms you because we're we're at the same flower petal you know the root is still suffering well when you when you break it down to the basically the basis that we are all from which is children you know we all grow in life nobody's born at 20 years old 
it's been shown time and time again, man, they've done these studies and they've done it all over the world. They've done it in Africa. They've done it in Asia. They've done it in the U.S., South America. And they've basically taken two children at a young age, so before they've gone to school and before they've been told what to think. And you'll have one kid, right? And they give, like, let's say they give the kid a candy bar. And the natural inclination for those kids is that if they got a candy bar and the other kid didn't get a candy bar, the first thing they do is break that candy bar in half and share with the other kid. That is how every person on the globe, as a child, that's our natural instinct, how we're born. If someone is sad, that is our natural instinct is to make them happy. And it's been shown time and time again. And also because it, but because it flies in the face of making money and, and being a capitalist at all costs and you've got to, you've got to have the best house so other people don't get what you get. Because that flies in the face, those kind of studies aren't talked about. And there's another one. They've shown it time and time again that once we get over a certain level as humans, so once we've got a, a roof over our heads, once we've got a stable source of food, and once uh, our family is safe, that basically everything you get above that, you get less and less happiness out of it at the more you get. So it doesn't matter if you're a subsistence person and your family's eating and you're living in the house or you're a multi-billionaire. The more money you make and the higher you go up that level, the less the happiness increases with each extra amount of money. And that is our natural nature as human beings. But again, the powers that be, that is the last thing that they want people to know. That's the last thing they want people to hear because it flies in the face of you've got to have the latest iPhone. You've, you've got to make you've got to get that promotion and make an extra ten thousand dollars a year. You've got to trade in your 2015 car and you have to have a 2021 car. Because obviously at the top of that pyramid, that's where they're getting all of their all of their wealth and power from is from us playing that game. Yep. A hundred percent. And I'm so sick of falling into it. And in ways we are, you know, rooting for the Browns, rooting for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. But we can dig into it. Like that's that's what I try to fight through the, the dark and see the light, you know. Like I try to see how it actually connects to me and try to bring people into that that vision as well. And uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta lift the veil from our eyes, man. And because this is life or death right now. Everybody thought that the end times were gonna be, you know, out of out of reach. But look right now, you know, these might not necessarily be the Armageddon, but this is definitely a time in history that jolted the spirit, you know. And the we're all on the back of this turtle, and we're so divided. And and she's getting tired carrying us, and we need to we need to lighten up. Well, like you were saying, man, you look at some of the stuff that's going on. So in the latest episode that I just recorded, and in fact, the audiogram will be dropping, I think, over the weekend about it, about this uh, debris that the Pentagon's had and that they've been looking at. Uh, it Look, it's it. the story came out from a guy on a UFO website, so I'm not discounting it. But what I'm saying is I've only seen it from one source so far. So but if this story is true, man, that's what I say in the audiogram. If this story is true, this is one of this is the biggest story ever, like not just in the UFO field. But if this is true and they've actually got this stuff and like they got memory metals and everything else is what they're claiming. And they're basically saying that Bigelow Aerospace is holding it on behalf of the Pentagon, because this is what I've said about this whole UFO disclosure and. It's like, I, I look, I, I try to be optimistic, but the people who are telling me that in June we're just going to get everything, uh, sorry, I, my personal opinion is that's not what's going to happen. Most of the really important stuff, the government's 
known for years that sooner or later the cat's going to be out of the bag. And my personal opinion is most of the files and most of like the material in that, they outsource to private companies because you can't FOIA a private company, right? They, they just say, well, it's none of your business. You're not a shareholder. You don't, you don't own stock in our company or whatever, so we don't have to tell you anything. Uh, so I think that what's going to come out in June is, again, we're just going to get these little uh, hints at things and that. But if this story ends up being true, man, it's it's crazy. I was I was reading about it, and even as I'm doing it on the air, that's that's what I just kept saying. If this is real, and I said exactly what you said, man. I said we've had people telling us for years that this is all BS, and nobody's ever got a, a, an ashtray from a flying saucer. And I said the same exact words you said. If this ends up being true, man, all of those idiots just need to shut the hell up. But I said, I know they won't. They'll spin it. They'll say, oh, well, it's not really from a UFO. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know they'll still come out and do their thing, but they, they, they want proof. If that proof comes out, then shut up. You wanted it. <laughs> right, right. And that's how, that's how I feel with a lot of the stuff, man. Like, if they say Bigfoot doesn't exist, like, give me 10 minutes. Like, I'll, I'll give you some videos or things to read to listen to or to look at some pictures. Like... All I ask for is a fair shot to explain yeah. myself. Open mind. And I think, right, exactly. And that can go a long way. And I give people that, so I want that back. And uh, I I had to write a few books to get through to some people, man. I was so sick of being harassed that I needed something physical to actually flip to. You know, page 21, here's yeah. the giant bone. Page 36, this is the, the the breakdown of the genome project. You know, it's it's like, come on. I'm, I'm so sick of all these naysayers because, again, it just gives the, the evil people a pat on the back because we're, we're on one side and they're on the other, and we're the light, and they're trying to hold us down because we could literally be living on an oasis right now, but it's a dark planet. And we don't have to be living like that. And I don't, I don't know if it's too late, but I'm going to walk my walk and try to push people to be themselves. And I think enough people being themselves will cause some uh, ruckus in, in the world. Well, th this is this is one of the other things, man. And I know you'll get this. I always have a chuckle in, in the so in the overall kind of, let's say, alternative theories or the alternative community. You and I are, you know, not not to have a go at you but but we're pretty small fish you know what i mean we're not like we're not on the news all the time or we're not people that that people refer to you've done amazing work you've written your books but what i laugh about is that people say oh well people hoax this stuff and they talk about this stuff to make money well <laughs> i don't know about you connor but um my show doesn't even break even so it's like i just laugh about these people who are like oh well people write ufo books to get rich it's like I haven't seen any of them driving around in these uh, freaking massive uh, limousines like uh, these billionaires at the top of the food chain are. I mean, most of these people are like driving a 20-year-old car from convention to convention, just like you say, just to get the word out and just to present things for people to right. make up their own mind, man. Yeah, they're not yeah, getting there's rich. No mo <laughs> yeah, we're putting money into this, you know. I'm... I, I live in a trailer and lived out of my car, and I'm just reporting on the truth that, you know, don't kill the messenger, feed yeah. the messenger. I yeah, need man. a meal. I'm 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 a hobo, a home body. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Once I heard that, my first day living out of my car, I was told a hobo is a home body. You you feel at home within yourself. Dude, you're never homeless at that point. You're you could be a hobo, but this world is ours. It's made for us. And if you walk your own walk, then all your needs will be met in abundance. And dude, I've I've proved that to myself and I've seen it I've seen people go out on a limb and then it that magnifies and multiplies and great things happen you know we could 
We can make things happen. Oh my gosh, you know, I spoke everything into existence and I believe people need to and they have to stop falling into this depression trend and and we need to watch what words we say and yeah. what words we give our time to and music we listen to and what news we're listening and soaking in. Like, yeah, e- even the people we surround ourselves with is, is everything. You are who you're with. And yeah. you, you might be you, but man, if people are around you, they pull at your heartstrings. They pull at your vibrations, even even in personal ways that you might not even be able to maneuver with, man. Like, it, we're vibrations. We're vibrations. Like... Oh, and magnets don't don't play. Magnets don't lie. Well, it's it's like you know, again, those people that argue that stuff with the with the mental stuff, like we're talking about. So for you know, but this is what makes me laugh is those same people will be the people that will tell you, well, if you eat junk food, body's gonna you know, go to shit. Well, it's the same with what what you consume mentally. It's it's the mm-hmm. same thing, man. If if you're just reading negative, 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 if you're just watching the news all the time and getting told about these wars here and there and how the economy is collapsing and everything else and how the the world's imploding, of course you're going to have negative thoughts. I mean, just what you were saying right there, man. And it doesn't mean that you don't – it's any of that stuff. It's not that I just don't pay attention to it, but when it does come up, I just take it with that grain of salt. I just say, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is one one opinion on it. But so many people I, – look, I can tell you for a fact. Like I love it when people say, oh, well, the media – it's like, dude, the media is all in the same boat, and I'll tell you how I can prove it. We've got three channels here that do our news, right? We don't have local news. We just have nationwide. I can turn on an article about, let's say it's uh, an armed robbery in my city. I can turn on this station and then record station three and then go later and watch that, and they're reading the same script word for mm-hmm. word. And yet people say, oh, no, but it's independent media. It's, dude, how can it be independent? They're saying the same thing. It's just the You've face seen the that's one telling that it's you. It's like 60 of them. You yeah. Know? It's, it's chilling. Like, I have, <laughs> I have nothing for anything said on there because it's all just read from the teleprompter. It's, yeah. it's the script. And that's what's sad when people attack us. They hit us with the most simpleton answer that we've already considered. And we kind of ruled out after, you know a little bit of brainstorming and yeah it's it's sad but you know we we are meant to take our path and be hit with the stones we're hit by because you know the creator creator picked us to have some information because right now there are some blind mice and i i hate to call them that because they're they're far superior than me in some avenues you know but some there are walking right into the pits of hell right now and at least at least know that you're doing it you know and uh, that's all I'm trying to do is just uh, raise some awareness like that. Well, I uh, only have a couple more minutes till yeah, I have to yeah. uh, drive out. Sadly, no, no, fair um, enough, man. Um, but so, hey, I'm, I, one cool thing is I'm crossing the timeline, so it's kind of like time traveling. <laughs> I always think that's the coolest thing. Like, um, have like what time's practice? Seven o'clock. Well, I got to leave at five, and it's only an hour away because I'm crossing the time. You know, it's like yeah. crazy, crazy stuff like that. And that's all man-made structures, you know? Why is October not the eighth month? Octa. Deca. Yeah, yeah. Deca should be ten. November should be nine. Siete, you know? Yeah. September should be seven. It's not. So, come on, man. We're already, They already got us in their hand, their palm like that already. So, we need to trust one another and be brothers and sisters and stop letting the government and these third parties, third parties to us, to male and female, 
to love, you know, they're, they're third party and they're trying to interfere with something pure. And I, I'm going to fight till the end and not let them. And uh, every every word I speak, man, every step I take is is like pushing and fighting against the evilness, you know, and pushing for love and pushing for light. In this dark world, we need the truth. And the truth is hard, but, you know, there's things in the sky, but heaven is real as well. Monsters are below our feet, but, you know, we need to walk our walk because we were created by something very intelligent. And it's in their design. So we need to just live our life. Be us. We already have the answers. We could dream up worlds. We don't have to we don't have to worry. We're not anxious about dreaming and the dreams still happen. So we just have to live. We have the power that's in us and man, we can move mountains. And mountains used to move. They they have faces on them. Well, I'll I'll say one other thing and I'll keep it very brief and then we'll we'll make sure that we uh let everyone know where they can find you and, and uh your excellent work and all of that, but it's yes, like re- reincarnation. No, no, it's all good, man. Um, I, I had somebody uh, say to me on social media, they said, oh, well, what does it matter about reincarnation? And I told them, I said, okay, so I'm not saying it's 100% true because I don't know. I can't recall another life. But at the end of the day, if you knew that you could come back in a next lifetime as one of the most impoverished people on the planet, if you're a racist and you knew you could come back as the race that you hate, if you're a misogynist and you know you could come back as a female, wouldn't that change everyone's point of view? Wouldn't it upset the apple cart as far as I must collect as much wealth as I can before I die? Wouldn't it change all of those things? And of course, man, this person never even like didn't reply, nothing. You know, They were all on the attack. And as soon as I said that, and I even admitted up front, I said, I've got, I, I don't know for sure. I've got my opinions. I've got what I've researched, what I understand, and my feelings on it. But wouldn't that be the game changer? And of course, man, they just basically went away. And I just had a chuckle because I thought, oh, well, I must have gotten too close to home for them. But, uh, but yeah, look, look, man, uh, of course, look, you're welcome on here anytime, Connor. But before you I will go, definitely return soon, 100%, because we can speak for hours. This oh. flew by. I, I thought, you know, an hour and a half, an hour 45 minutes would be enough. But, bro, we, we just <laughs> dipped our feet in the surface. So I, I will uh, I will definitely be back. No, look, man, um, th- with with my program, I'm definitely I've, – I've had some great interviews that go two, three hours. And uh, the worst I ever do is just sometimes for brevity, I might split them and release them as a two-parter. But, man, um, I love having conversations like this. So – why don't you just tell the the listeners though uh, where they can find your work? Uh, tell them a, a a bit about your books. I know you're running short on time, man. But but just uh, do your thing, you know. Plug plug uh, sure. all your hard work. Eleva- ele- elevator pitch, you know. That's- elevator pitch. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, guys, Connor Flynn. You know, I'm from Ohio, and now I live down in Florida. But I road tripped across America, and then I wrote about it in Erie Swamps, road trip to Eden, and then also in Big Brother Bigfoot. Those are available on Amazon. Or you could reach out to me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Bigfoot Anonymous, and you know, comment on a picture. Let me know how you feel. But uh, come open-minded. You know, I'm I'm I don't have much time for skeptics that haven't looked at newspaper articles. So uh, just come correct, and uh, I'm a great guy uh, if you're open-minded. But if you're not, then I'm coming for your throat, and you better watch out. Uh, so yeah, guys, I've had a great time, and I hate to even cut it short because I've had such a great time, but you know, uh, driving the little neighbor to uh basketball practice and helping with that, you know, help coach. So hope, you know, t- make my, make my mark in multiple ways. And, uh, you know, hopefully wow. they take my lessons, 
uh, <laughs> softly, you know, because I know this is somewhat intense stuff. No, no, man. And, and that look, that's what I always say to people is that I've got, you know, I always warn people up front because, again, it's, it, it's like taking it's like taking that uh, taking that lobster and putting it in a hot pot of water. If you do it too quickly, people just shut down mentally, and I fully get that. So I always say to them, hey, just listen with an open mind. There's going to be things you might not agree with. There's going to be things you might be on the other side of. But these are genuine people. It's not somebody shoving an agenda down your throat. It's not somebody from Big Brother telling you how to think. It's just if you don't, it's like take what you resonate with and whatever you don't, just leave it. You don't have to agree right. with everything, but at least hear it out. And I'm the I same I just want way. people to hear it. I just yeah. want people to hear it. Yeah, because most people are sadly in a tunnel, and that's not their own fault. You know, yeah. that's just what they've been, that's what they've had. You know, that's what the satellite gives them. And we need to uh, dig deeper because there's a world inside of us and below us that we need to get in tune with, man. And it's been an honor, and I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely talk to you as soon as possible. Uh, but I'm going to look for the uh, lady in the swamp. I made a video a couple of weeks ago and put it out, and I'm driving right past that area. So awesome. even uh, when we're driving to basketball practice, it's uh, cryptozoology research. No, awesome. All right, man, you take care. Have a safe drive, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, brother. I had such a good time, no, and same. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully one day uh, you're in the Florida swamp where I'm overseas, and we're uh, exploring the Yowie over there. Yeah, man. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Later, brother. Right, Have a good care. one, man. You too. See ya.